0: I really made a connection with a boy, and when uh, I was told I had to go, he wrapped onto my legs and said, please don't go. And as I was trying to walk, he just hung onto my legs, and he just walked with me.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Blake Fletcher, and this is the Half Hour Intern Podcast, where we explore the interesting paths that people take in life. This week on Half Hour Intern, both episodes are kind of in the same theme, which is teenagers. So today's episode is going to be with the younger of the two we have on jack paquette who is 16 years old on thursday's episode we have on flavio pacheco who is 19 years old and in college so um we will get the perspective of a college student and we will get the perspective of a high school student but on very 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 different topics so on today's episode jack um Although he is only 16 years old, just got back from a trip to Ghana where he volunteered his time abroad, which is just so impressive and so cool to me. So um, Jack has always just been an incredibly empathetic, awesome guy and he, when he was younger, decided that he really wanted to be able to volunteer and he didn't want to wait until he got older, uh, quote unquote older, still younger than I am, but uh, older to be able to join the Peace Corps. He wanted to do it sooner than later. So he found a few companies online. He decided on this one um, company called Glo- Global Leadership Adventures, which we will talk about later in the show, um, to be able to go and volunteer his time in Africa um, during his summer in high school which is just such an interesting and amazing thing to me that 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 is something that a high school kid would think of um I was definitely much more self-centered than that when I was in high school and would have never thought to do something like that with my summer. Um, So we will talk about the type of person that does things like that and his whole entire experience in Africa and what it is that he learned when he was out there. Um, As an aside, Jack is a little bit nervous on the episode, I think, and you can kind of hear it. So um, please just bear with both of us during the interview. I think that Jack will totally, totally win you over, and uh, by the end of this, he will have your heart, and you'll be thinking that he should run for president or something like that, and you'll be completely in love with him. So, please excuse uh, any sort of uh, of nervousness during the interview. Um, without further ado, here is Teen Volunteer Abroad. Jack, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Blake. Yeah, absolutely, man. I am so excited to have you and so honored to have you on the show. You're probably... Probably the youngest person that's ever written me, um, about the possibly coming on the show. And then the thing that you wrote me about was so, so great. And your emails were so great. So I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. And, uh, I'm really excited to learn about what it is that you did. So I think I'd like to start out with, I, I try to think about myself back in high school. I like, I like to think of myself as a pretty cultured and cool guy and whatever, but I think about myself back in high school and, there are a lot of other things that I was planning on doing for my summer than foreign aid and helping people abroad. Like that is not something that I was focused on doing with my summer. Like I was going to the beach. I was playing with friends. Um, how did you even like come up with this idea and what made you think about spending some of your summer to do work abroad?
0: So, um, I think that I've always had a passion to help people. I, I remember, uh, when I was just like a little three year old, uh my siblings uh used to pick me up from school and uh and they would they would fake cry and uh and I remember that uh that I would I would actually start crying because I, I didn't want them I didn't want them to uh, be crying on
1: their own. <laughs> wait, wait a second, I need. <laughs> we have to talk about that. So, you, <laughs> so th- they would do this b- because they know that that would make you start crying. That how you were saying they would fake cry. That's why they would do it is because they know that it would get you to cry. Yeah. Oh man, that is uh, really funny and sad and great. That's just such like a sibling thing to do. I love that.
0: And I, th- I think that was one of the first. Uh, I would think that was one of the first signs that uh, that I had uh, a natural care for it, for people in need, and I think uh, that that has had me brand, branch out into working with the refugees in my area with uh, Catholic charities. But I think the biggest influence on me uh, to to do this trip was my uh, great aunt Marilyn, who was uh, a nun, uh, but you would never know it because she talks like a truck driver
1: <laughs> that is great man that's
0: great but uh she uh she used to uh she worked in the peace corps uh in ghana and uh i feel like that i'm i'm following in her footsteps because she taught the locals how to farm and she taught and she taught them uh english and and i just feel like i'm following in their footsteps
1: yeah So you mentioned this kind of like innate level of empathy that you have. Do you feel like there's anything that your parents did to um, kind of develop that level of empathy in you? Or or why do you think that that you are such a, a like incredibly empathetic person like that?
0: I just think I just think I was born with it. I don't think it was it was anything that was nurtured. into me, I think it was just a natural thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, man. So let's talk about the. The decision to actually do it and to actually go abroad and go to Ghana. Um, there's in in life. There's so many great ideas that I feel like we all have, um, and there's for whatever reason a lot of these great ideas that just never get pursued. Um, and talk about the the kind of transformation from helping abroad and going to Ghana as just a concept an idea is something that you wanted to do to a full blown decision is like, this is, this is going to happen.
0: So I heard about a global leadership through, uh, through my stepdad, uh, Tony, uh, when he asked me, um, is there like a peace Corps for for teens? And I, I had no idea. So I, I looked it up and I found global leadership adventures. This was when I was in about the eighth grade. So it was about 14 years old. Uh, and I talked to my parents and they told me, um, no, I think, I think you should wait. There'll, there'll be opportunities in high school for, for you to do something like, uh, this. And, um, and, uh, what I found is that the opportunities in high school through, through, uh, trips that, that I could do were more tourist based. They weren't really, um, they weren't really based on, um. On like service to to the people, so so uh, I waited until my sophomore, uh, the beginning of my sophomore year, which I just finished, and and I asked them again, and and this time they seemed to be more on board, uh, and and if if I could raise the money, I I could actually I could actually do it, um, and before before I actually went on my trip. I I didn't really have this realization that I was I was going on this trip. It was just it was just I was I was very focused on uh, making sure that I could pay for it. And but when the final uh, payment payment came in, I I did feel uh, a bit jittery and uh, and I uh, uh, that I've actually done this that that I raised the money to to do this amazing thing.
1: I bet. That's so cool, man. Life is interesting like that, where you're on a path towards doing something. And so you kind of like break that thing down into a whole bunch of smaller steps. So when you're on those smaller steps, your head is just down. You know, you're like focused on whatever the smaller step is. But then when all of a sudden you complete it and you pick your head up, it's like, oh man, like this, this thing's really happening now because I did finish all those steps. I love your parents, by the way, that is so awesome and so great that they made you raise the money to go and do this yourself. Um, and I, I saw on your Facebook page that you had created a, uh, like a Kickstarter, a GoFundMe to do this. Yeah. So um, talk about that and, and raising the money and getting the money to actually be able to go over there and do this.
0: Okay, so what uh I had uh three main things in how I raised the money. So I had the GoFundMe and I I posted a an advertisement for, for the GoFundMe about once once a week. And uh instead of presents that year for uh for Christmas, uh, what I did was uh was I asked uh, I asked my family uh to just uh give me uh money for uh towards my trip. And the third one was that uh i went to saint matthias church a a recommendation uh by by a um a family friend uh and saint matthias has a has a um a ghanaian uh traditional mass at um at one o'clock on sundays and uh and I went there and i told them what i was going to do and they were very excited that I was going to to ghana to help to help their people and uh and i asked them if if they could give me any any money it would be greatly appreciated and uh what what i got back was five hundred dollars
1: wow man jack you you are the man like what a what a resourceful guy for someone of your age i just can't Mm -hmm. imagine where you're going to be at in life when you're my age um it's great man um so let's talk about what sort of like okay you raise the money you you pay the money to global leadership adventures um what sort of prep is there before you go like i'm sure that they send you documentation obviously you have to get vaccinations and do all that kind of stuff um but in the documentation that they send you uh what like what are the things that they recommend is, is sort of prep before you go
0: oh uh, what what they have you do is um is that they have you um send them the uh your your finished uh yellow fever cert- certificate um they have you send a copy of their password just just to make sure that uh that uh you're in top health uh for the trip and um and that they won't find they won't have to make sure that that you don't wait until the last minute to get stuff they even have uh an airline that they do that they do all their um all their flight uh, through so so that uh, they have your flight itinerary so they can so that they can just make sure that you're not doing anything last minute
1: Okay, And then in terms of, um, I guess, like mental preparation and stuff like that, like what sort of advice or or, you know, just uh, like words of wisdom do they give you?
0: So everybody, everybody uh, that that uh, is accepted into into one of the programs is uh, is given a student coordinator where you can where you can ask them questions about the trip and and uh, and how you can be mentally prepared for uh, for the trip as a whole
1: all right so now let's take us all the way up to basically getting to ghana so um talk about the flight over and like the the thoughts going through your head on the flight over there
0: okay so i went through uh new york and uh everybody everybody met up in uh, almost everybody met up in new york to um to just meet each other and then we got and then we got all on the flight um I think on the flight over, I didn't really it didn't really register with me yet that I was going to Ghana to help people. So so uh, and as as we got closer, as as the 10 hours uh, went into like one hour, uh, I got I got really uh, I got um, really jittery that that I was going to be in Ghana and I was going to help people. And
1: I was really excited. That's so cool, man i uh, i uh i love that it was it mostly american people was was it all american people okay so there were
0: thirty three people on the trip thirty two of them uh were American and we had uh the, t- the token french guy
1: <laughs> you gotta have the french guy for sure man <laughs> um cool man so uh so let's see let's talk about what you do when you get there so you teach and obviously, then they have a lot of other activities and free time and stuff like that for you so um what hours are you teaching, and what hours do you have free time to yourself
0: so uh the the regular schedule in the morning would be that you get up, you would have breakfast, and then um like an hour after breakfast would be which would be like nine o'clock you would leave uh for for the school so we had three schools that we were teaching at and and your uh you would go to the school in your mentor group and uh when which mentor groups are like um camp counselor groups or something like that um and when you got to the school, my school was five five minutes from the from the school uh from the home base um and uh you start with brick making and we did that for um from nine to ten thirty then you'd have a break for 20 minutes and then then you would teach uh from uh 11 to to uh 11:40 who are you making bricks for uh, you're making bricks for the school so so um, our bricks um were uh, we're going towards um, to make to make a wall between uh between the two kindergarten classrooms because right now they're uh, they're um they're all one classroom.
1: Huh, dude, that's awesome. So not only are you teaching, but you're also like building infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really cool, man. And then, how about on the uh, like when you get done for the day, then um, or when you're done teaching for the day, what what were your options then?
0: So after after teaching, uh, we would we would go back, have lunch, and uh, and. You usually usually had we usually had a culture uh, cultural a- activity in the afternoon. So like um uh like on on the second day on the second day af- um after teaching we um we uh learned some A way which is the national language there along with English. And uh we we uh, learned some African dancing and we learned an African
1: song. I I'm like absolutely thrilled to go to Africa because it's it, it seems like it just has such an amazingly like rich and beautiful culture like you mentioned and that that seems like a very uh like stereotypical thing if you will that you learned a african song and dance because mm-hmm. in so much video that you see of africa people are singing and dancing and they're so happy and it's so vibrant you know and yeah. i guess how did being there and being your age being there change your view of african culture how did it change your view of american culture and how did it change your view of living in a first world in general i i I remember the first time i went to a third world country and it was incredibly eye-opening in terms of the contrast between third world and first world in that there's really not that much of a difference like these people are getting by just like any of us and they're just as happy as all of us. You know, and it's um, it's kind of a beautiful thing to witness and to realize. And um, yeah, just talk about how how your views on American culture shifted and, and some of the just the different things you noticed about African culture.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you that uh, that my that my view, that my views on America uh, would, would shift uh, from from my experience in Ghana. Um, so it, I, I believe that, uh, my, my experience in Ghana really, uh, really changed my outlook on our culture as Americans, because in Ghana, you don't, you don't really have, uh, technology, uh, like phones or, or computers, or if you do, um, they're, they're seldom used, uh, mostly by, by adults that have to keep in contact with like their employees or something. So, um, so I believe that, that in Ghana they have they have more of a a, comu- a community because because since they're not always on their technology, uh they have they have more, more time to be with their neighbors and interact with the pe- with the people in their in their um in their town. Um it's also ma- made me realize that um I don't I don't need to have noise uh going around me all all the time. I just I I I just preferred now to just sit just sit down and enjoy the cal- uh, the calmness of life, uh, and I've also realized that
1: Americans eat a ton. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, there's just such a. Um... An amount of gluttony for everything in this country and, mm-hmm. and for that matter in basically all first world countries yeah. mean, when you compare the two um but yeah like i said for for me and it sounds like for you as well it, it's so eye-opening to see that in the complete absence of all of this gluttony you get um a whole lot of benefits you know <laughs> and there there seems to be this great culture that sort of plays out and it's um it's interesting it, it always has me thinking about like when you hear, and and this is almost going to sound unpatriotic and I hate that, um, <laughs> but you hear people say um, like, oh, America is the greatest country in the world. And it's like, well, we'll. Yes and no, like aren't we all the greatest country in the world, you know, like what Mm -hmm. you just said about in Ghana, the way that they value family and the way that they value friends and the way that they value neighbors like those are beautiful things. Doesn't that make Ghana a great country, you know, like and if if our bar for what makes America the quote unquote greatest country in the world is the fact that we have the highest GDP or the fact that we invent the most products, or the fact that maybe we uh, invent the most pharmaceuticals and cure diseases and things like that, that's one thing to contribute on the global stage, and that's one thing to be proud of. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that that's missing a little bit of what makes you, quote-unquote, the greatest country. And I'm certainly not saying that America is not the greatest country, but it it certainly is eye-opening to go to other countries and see these beautiful, beautiful, wonderful things that they have as well. Yeah i agree all right good deal man (laughs) (laughs) sorry to uh rant there a little bit uh all right so why don't you tell us about i guess kind of on that note what the single most like impactful thing that you witnessed while you were there was just like a single thing that you saw that really changed your your view
0: well i have uh i'm going to be different and i have two to answer this question so uh So the first being um, the father's house, which is a which is a home for boys who have been trafficked. And the owner of the father's house, Jeremiah, has paid to get these kids out of the human trafficking business so that they can go to school and have a life outside of being forced to be fishermen. So so wow. that's what they're
1: trafficked for. I, I think usually with human trafficking, people always think of girls or in the sake of Africa might maybe they think of boys to be trafficked to um, just be part of some like militant gang or something to have like more foot soldiers on the ground. But they they kidnap boys to make them fishermen. Yeah. So uh, what happens
0: is that uh, is that uh, the fishermen go go to the uh, go to the houses and they say, hey, we'll, um we'll teach we'll teach your uh, child. All the trade so so that so that he can come back and and uh g- give your family money and uh the sad part is that uh that most of the, most of the kids never come back because they're in the human trafficking business now and and they're uh being sold to uh the highest bidder and they become uh and they become fishermen uh so, uh, so one of the one of the um one of the kids that i met was was a four, uh, was a 4-year-old and and usually um usually the 4-year-olds uh their job is to is to have little buckets and uh and get the wa- get the water out of out of the boats as as they uh fish and when when uh so after after we were told about the uh, the father's house and and Jeremiah sat sat down with us uh and told us about the history of the father house. Uh, we played, we played games with, um, with the kids, with the kids there. So we played, uh, like soccer and stuff and stuff like that. And, um, uh, I, I really, bec- I really made a connection with, uh, with this boy. And, uh, and when, uh, I was told that I had to go, uh, he, he wrapped on, to, he wrapped, he wrapped onto my legs and said, please don't go. And, uh, And as I was trying to walk, he, uh, uh, he would, he just, uh, clung on to my, clung on to my legs and, and, uh, and he just walked with me onto my legs.
1: Oh, that's so sad. What, just cause he's not used to having people to really play with and talk to? Mm Mm-hmm. Man, that's sad. Yeah. Um, I, I assume you cried when this happened? Yes, I, um, (laughs) I,
0: I tried to, uh. I tried to keep it in until uh until like uh until we were walking back to the van but yeah I I started crying on my on the way back.
1: Yeah, that is a tearjerker for sure. That's very sad. Um, <laughs> what what was the other thing? The other thing is um is that the uh,
0: that the people that that I went with the the other the other students on this trip there there were 33 of us and it's it, it seemed like there there was uh, s- uh so much less of us because because everybody was so sweet and kind uh and it, everybody was so genuine and uh with these people I think uh this uh and I think this is best shown uh in in a simple an ante- ante- anecdote from the from the last day uh on our last day the the chefs had a banquet for us and after the banquet the mentors brought out sashes that had their names on on them uh and it had the date of of when we we were there and they and they were made uh personally for us by by the se- by the seamstress. And uh, they called us up one by one and and as they uh doned the sash on on our shoulders, they would say these amazing things about you. And when it was my turn, by the end of what my mentor was saying, I was in tears. Uh <laughs> and uh, and I wrapped my arms around him and, and I was crying on his shoulder and when I got, when I got back to m- got back to my seat, uh, there, there were the students around me that, that, uh, that supported me as a, as I, I w- as I was crying.
1: That's so cool, man. Uh, Jack, I just want to say that you're like one of the coolest, most unique kids I've ever talked to. You're, you're the man dude. Like I, I just love how empathetic you are and how open with your emotions you are. Um, it's a beautiful thing that a lot more of us could use a lot more of, um, And, uh, especially as men, I think that, um, there's, there's so much to, to benefit from embracing things like that, um, that we're kind of taught not to, or told not to, or felt that we shouldn't, or I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, you are, you are the man. I, I, uh, I appreciate these, these deep experiences that you have. Um, so let's see here. Um. Okay, how about, if, if if, any different at all, what was the biggest learning experience that you had while you were there?
0: Well, I think the biggest learning experience, uh, it, didn't, it didn't really come from uh, the people of Ghana, it, but from the people that I'd met and how they interacted. They are just so ha- happy and with what they have. And I do, I do not think, in uh, and, and many aspects, I am i am like that too uh and but i'm very happy with w- what i have but you know uh you know d- do i really need a new mattress if if nothing is wrong with the mattress i have it that's uh, just old so i think that it has made me more aware that i should be happier with what what i have been
1: blessed to have yeah absolutely man that uh that's wonderful and that's what I think is like the most important part of going abroad in general and where I think that there is so much value in traveling to any sort of third world country versus um, obviously it's really great to get to go to Europe and it's it's beautiful visiting Italy or Spain or whatever it is um, but there's just so much more of a, a transformative experience that you can have from going to a place like you did in Ghana. That's uh, that's awesome, man. And what a great thing to do it at such a young age. So let's talk a little bit more about Global Leadership Adventures and then how people could get signed up if they wanted to try to do this um, if if anyone here listening is uh, is of high school age. Um, and, and so this is strictly for high school students, Jack, or do older people do this as well?
0: So uh I believe the cutoff age is eighteen. So
1: Okay, cool. Um so basically yeah, high school kids and stuff. Yeah. Um so alright. So first of all, where like are there uh different companies that do this? Is Global Leadership Adventure kind of the only one?
0: So there there are uh, different companies that, that do this. So uh, I I've been looking around since I've been back home at, at the different countries. At the d- different companies that, that do something like this, and uh, there there are a lot of them, but uh, but I think I think that some of them have have uh, way way too many, and they and they don't focus on on uh, one individual program. That's what that's what I like about um, Global Leadership Adventures. They they have um they make sure that that um that every program is uh is is important in its own way and that and that every program gets gets the attention that needs
1: yeah man and it sounds so cool that about like 50 percent of the time um you are directly contributing in some way to help out the area and about 50 percent of the time they are structuring enriching experiences for you to get to experience things while you're there yeah yeah that's a great blend man so what is the cost of doing something like this
0: so the the cost um the cost for two two weeks is um is three thousand dollars and that's not including airfare uh and it's for three weeks it's five thousand dollars. Um and that also doesn't include airfare, which I believe airfare was about uh a thousand dollars. Um so um So the uh, the money that you're paying uh, goes goes towards uh, uh, employing the local staff that that uh, that that is teamed up with you and uh, employing the chefs that work there and making sure that that the entire hotel is is booked out for um, for uh, GLA. And it's stuff like that, the transportation and uh, a lot, a lot of that stuff, too
1: oh yeah there's just so much logistics involved with a trip like that i i can't even imagine but i mean obviously what you have shown is that it's not one of those things where it's like oh well i hope you have some rich parents that can take care of that like clearly where there's a will there's a way and you are the proof of that Mm -hmm. so before i get to my last two advice related questions um do you feel like you ran into any issues there um due to your age? Are there were there ever any, any issues like kind of being taken seriously when you're trying to um teach or to help out in any way?
0: So I I think with my students, I think it was refreshing for them to see uh someone besides their regular teacher because I saw how their teacher taught and I think I think he was really lacking and like and like engaging the students. Uh so so when I taught the classroom, I wanted to bring it into uh, the classroom uh, so, uh, something um, something fun. So so uh, uh, after after I taught like their regular lesson of like mixtures and uh, the difference between words, uh, I, I taught them I taught them uh, like songs, breathing exercises, and tw- tongue twisters just, just to make just to make the uh, the class a bit more fun.
1: That's great, I love that, hmm
0: and uh with the adults in, in the town i I don't think i I do think that they took that they took us seriously i i think that I think that by the time that that we were starting to leave that uh they they would t- uh treat us just like they would t- taught any, anybody that was in the neighborhood with them
1: yeah, that's great, man. that's really awesome so mm-hmm. yeah let's let's wind this thing down and give people some advice then so first of all, who do you think would really do well with an opportunity like this and and love to do something like this and then who should maybe steer clear after now you having done this like somebody that would would maybe be like really excited to do something like that but you would maybe advise against doing it
0: I think that anyone who who is a teenager and has been looking for something like GLA then you should totally take take the opportunity and take it before you miss it I believe uh, the cutoff age is eighteen, as I said before, so please I encourage you to do this while you still can. It will be a wonderful experience, and you will meet wonderful people, and I know you won't regret it. I think people that should steer clear are the people that do uh that don't do well with labor because at least with the ghana program we we were making bricks for for the school every weekday um I also think that people who might who might think that they would get homesick for being away for that long should maybe go on the two-week trip, or maybe try and find something that you can do that is impactful in in your own town. So um, I'm going to give I'm going to give the uh, Catholic Charities a free advertising. I believe <laughs> uh, I believe that uh, Catholic Charities is in most cities in the United States, and they do amazing work with refugees and plenty of other amazing work. So if you don't If you don't think uh you'd you would do great on an international trip, please try Catholic charities the They always need uh volunteers love it
1: great advice man and uh lastly, just any sort of general advice to any high school students listening to the show right now that maybe have not yet um, donated their time to uh to help any anyone out but are considering it.
0: Well, if, if I may allow your audience to peek behind the curtain, this, this is one of the questions that, that Blake gave me in advance. And as I'm saying this to you, I can't believe that I, I am giving advice to people. I feel that I am not worthy. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will try anyways, and I will start with a quote. If you have an opportunity, not a perfect opportunity, and and you don't take it, you may never have another chance. Um, I don't. I don't know who who said this quote because it's uh, part of part of an intro to a podcast. What it takes, but I do think that it sums up what uh, what I want to give you as as my advice. Please, if you have an opportunity to do something amazing, whether it be amazing in sports, theater, or wherever, please take the opportunity because every day is a new day. And you will never get get to go back. So please take that opportunity because I don't want you to wake up one day with any regrets. I will close with, with a quote also from the introduction of the podcast, what it takes. Every day I wake up and decide. Today I am going to love my life. Decide.
1: Jack, you uh, you are the man, dude. I, I that is <laughs> that is some of the best advice that's ever been given on this show, and uh, I think you are uh, totally qualified to give advice like that. And um, and yeah, I can't wait to see what you go on to do with the rest of your life because you are a uh, a very special person. And uh, yeah, I uh, you'll you're you're sure to have a great life ahead of you, my man. So uh, thank you so much for writing me. And thank you for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure talking to you.
0: Thank you, Blake.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode with Jack. If you did enjoy the episode with Jack and you wanted to leave a review on iTunes... I would be honored. That would be such an awesome thing for you to do. If you did not enjoy the episode with Jack, uh, you should probably like write down your review on a sheet of paper and then just go like bury it in your backyard or something like that where no one is ever going to find it. So on Thursday's episode, again, it will all be part of this sort of team theme. And we got Flavio Pacheco on the show, who is a 19-year-old, basically genius college student. And we will be talking about the scientific research that he is doing, um, the grants that that he has gotten. Um, he's going to an Ivy League school and it's being completely paid for. Um, what it's like graduating summa cum laude, the fact that he just learned to speak English in the last two years and managed to, while learning to speak English, graduate summa cum laude at an uh, American school, which is j- just beyond me, um, and, uh, and all the other cool things that he is doing. and It will give you a lot of confidence about the younger generation in America. So uh, look forward to that on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys.